Welcome back, everybody. Um, we're we made it to the playoffs, the NFL playoffs, when we didn't think this season might even happen. And it's completely uncharted territory. No Patriots, no Steelers now. Oh no, I'm just kidding. Um, so, so now you and I just get to watch football, stress free. That's yeah. the silver lining here, man. As soon as the Browns lose, I'll be stress free, my dude. Okay. <laughs> well, there's a very good chance of that happening. Oh yeah. Chase. Um, Chase Claypool said they're going to get clapped this week, so. <laughs> <laughs> just after he got clapped. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Episode 64. Oh, yeah. I did not have a good Patriot 64 off the top of my head. Um, but you found one that we thought was appropriate for this this week. Yeah, there wasn't a good Steeler one either, but Ri- Richie Incognito popped up on the list of players who wear 64. So we're going to go with him. There you go. The best the best ever to wear the, the number 64 the for bully. this week. The bully. But... Speaking of teams getting bullied, let's talk about the Browns and Steelers. No, we won't talk about that one yet. (laughs) We Um, can if you want to start there. (laughs) Do you want to talk about uh, what our records were first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's let's do our picks. Then we'll we'll go through the games in order, I guess. Okay. Um, All right. So this week, Ben, you went three and three, and I was four and two. So I got a game lead on you. The difference was you picked the Titans and I picked the Ravens. So that was the difference. Uh, We we both had the Seahawks win. I think everyone had the Seahawks winning, but the Rams somehow took care of them. Um, And the other one we got wrong was the Steelers, which I'm sure there was a few people picking the Browns, but most people had that game. Mike Ryan? Yeah, I don't like that guy. (laughs) There's no such thing as Browns fans. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah we'll uh we'll return to our picks obviously after we talk about the games here and we'll pick next week but or this week coming up but uh let's start with the colts and the bills i guess closer game than i thought it was going to be i thought the yeah kind of handle the colts a little bit more but the colts hung around and i think really in this game the Colts were able to establish the run mm-hmm. and they were able to just kind of pound the rock on the bills and kind of have their way with them when it came to the run game. And I think that helped them manage the clock, manage the game a little bit better and I don't know, hang around longer than I thought they'd be able to because would we end up with 27, 24 for the bills? Um, I do think the better team won in this game. Yeah. But again, uh, Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines both went for over 70 yards. Taylor got the touchdown. Um, Rivers, 309, two touchdowns. Yeah, that Rivers is, played a pretty good game. And I think we were harping on him last week about how we didn't know what kind of playoff performance Rivers would have yeah. based on his previous experience here. Mm-hmm. Um, but Josh Allen goes for 324, two, two touchdowns. And uh, Diggs, six receptions, 128 yards and a touchdown. Gabriel Davis had a good game. Four for 85. Cole Beasley always there. Seven receptions for 57 yards. Um, here's here's the thing I worry about for the Bills. Looking forward, um, like look at the rushing in this game. The leading rusher for the Bills is Josh Allen. 
Um, Devin Singletary, three carries for 21 yards. Not great. And it sounds yeah. like Zach Moss is on the injury reserve. So I, I don't believe he'll be playing this game. And they went out and signed Devonta Freeman to their practice squad. Oh. So looking forward, obviously they're playing the Ravens, and we'll get to that. But, I mean, they didn't do much rushing in this game. They didn't have to. But, I mean, if you're going to play Baltimore, you might need that part of your game figured out. It might rely on Josh Allen a little bit more in their next matchup. But overall, we both picked the Bills, I'm pretty sure, right? You picked, Yeah, we both yeah, did. Yeah. And game kind of went the way we thought it would. Yeah, I mean, like you said, the running game for the Bills outside of Allen is a little suspect, but Allen's been so good that it hasn't really mattered very much. Um, but yeah, Diggs is just kind of on another planet, and uh, with that strong arm of, of Josh Allen, you know, it just... It just works for him. But yeah, man, like the Colts had a really good season and Rivers, I know now it's, you know, they're always talking like now he's got to make his offseason decision again. You know, is he going to retire? Are the Colts going to bring him back? You know, I, th- I think if, unless the Colts think that there's a QB that they can grab this draft or something that, or even, even, even if they can, I mean, I think Rivers look good enough that they could bring him back for another year. You know, they don't really have another option necessarily unless Andrew Luck is coming out of retirement. <laughs> no, but I mean, there's trade rumors for Wentz, Stafford. Oh, right, right, right. I would, I personally think that. I'd Wentz love Stafford, to see Stafford go there, man. Oh, from a fantasy perspective, I bet you well, would too. Well, not only that, I just, I just mean like Stafford go to like a somewhat competent organization and see what he can actually do. Because like, yeah. I mean, it, it would... Suck that he'd be coming to an AFC contender, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just it'd be nice to see him like not on the Lions, you know what I mean? Right. And um, one of the things I've read on just or even heard with some of the sports podcasts I've been listening to is that he may not be willing to sign his next deal with a team that's looking to rebuild. He may be kind of done with that. He may yeah. be looking more for an opportunity to go and win some games and. I don't blame him. I mean, he's sacrificed. I mean, he's been paid handsomely for everything that he's done in Detroit. We know the Lions sacrificed a lot. We know the Lions' history of making their great players retire early. You know, so (laughs) yeah. So if he can get out of there, uh, yeah. Sorry, DeAndre Swift. Sorry, Jordan. Uh, Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the Colts going out and getting a, a quarterback. I don't think that's off the radar for this offseason. And they seem like they're – and it's and it's hard to say they're a quarterback away from being a contender in the AFC because Rivers really didn't have that bad of a game. Uh, but I think a guy like Stafford, that really – that's a step up from yeah. however, however old Rivers is. And then and then you have another year from like guys like Pittman and uh, – um, Taylor and you know like yeah and they had they had one of the top defenses for a while this season so you know that defense is still good and so yeah I mean you think they just they can only improve you know if they were able to upgrade a QB there but let's um, go to yeah let's jump the next game yeah yeah let's do it so let's go to the Baltimore no the Rams, Los Rams Angeles Rams yeah. had Seahawks. Got this game wrong. Well, man, 
I'm pretty sure everyone did. I mean, Wolford comes out to start this game, gets hit with a very questionable looking hit, maybe. <laughs> um, he went out, and then Goff came in with his injured thumb. Didn't have a great game, but Cam Akers, man. Yeah, Cam Akers, man. 28 carries, 131, one touchdown. I mean, my fantasy ego is very high right now. <laughs> yeah. Who would have thought that this game would come down to us, and I think we said it last week, choosing which quarterback we think can lead their team in a playoff matchup. Yeah. Both went with Russell Wilson. Who thought Russell Wilson would be outdueled by uh, a broken thumb Jared Goff and a concussed Wolford? Man, Wilson, 11 for 27? Okay, so I might need a Seahawks and, fan to really chime in here. I don't know if Lauren or Jordan or somebody wants to like give us some feedback, like, what was, like, I guess to me it seems like Wilson had really gone downhill from his hot start. Uh, I just want to know why. Like, I, I know he's always had bad offensive lines. He's always running away from the def- from the defense because <laughs> he can never be protected. But it just seems that's crazy. 11 for – anyway, sorry. Here's what I noticed, listened to, heard about, about okay. this whole game, was that um, the Rams' defense is playing – really well right now probably the best defense in the playoffs right right um and i hate to give credit to Jalen ramsey yeah that i'm dude not a fan play. and i mean he's locking down metcalf he gets to face adams this week i don't want to give him credit but he's doing a phenomenal job and i think that big play ability that they have with wilson and, and metcalf that's been so dangerous wasn't there this game. I mean, I think he did end up getting a touchdown on something, but I mean, I think between the coverage that Ramsey is able to provide on playmakers added with the rush on uh, pressure that Aaron Donald gets on the quarterback. Yeah. Um, and that that's coming up the middle, right? Like it's not coming around the edge. It's It's coming right up in the middle. So it's, making Russell Wilson real uncomfortable. And I, I think that combo is really helping. And they have other players on that defense, right? Like, it's not just those two, but I think that combo of having a, a lockdown corner with the best defensive player in football, I still thought Seattle was going to get this done. But um, I don't know. I I think some stuff's gone on with their offensive coordinator. I know that he's not there anymore. He got fired, let go, released, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. after that game. Um, a lot of focus on the run, from what I understand, is what that offensive coordinator like to go with. They need to get somebody in there that, like the Steelers, like we were talking before we started recording, they need some new ideas, some creativity, someone that's going to let Russ cook because um, – I mean, at one point this season, Russ was cooking, but it became very clear that the last part of the season, he was not being allowed to cook again. Right. Uh, so I don't know what Seattle's going to do. And the, the crazy stat that I shared with you that I heard on the Adam Lefkoe show was that in the past four years, 
Seattle has won one single playoff game. The Jaguars, in the same amount of time, have won two. I mean, these two teams are in completely different spots, and I know it's maybe out of context taking those two different stats, but I mean, it, I found that eye-opening, just that uh, Seattle's not had the kind of success that I think the fan base has expected. And I don't know, that's four years of Russell's career that probably ended prematurely. Yeah. So, but credit to the Rams defense, Sean McVay. I, I don't know if they believe in Jared Goff anymore. Apparently they have some faith in this Wolford guy. I don't know why Blake Bortles wasn't activated if Jared Goff had a thumb issue. So I, I thought that was weird. Yeah, it seems odd, but. But anyway, Seattle's out. The Rams are moving on. Yeah. Play Green Bay. And, man, if you have a good defense, that'll be a very fun game to watch because, I don't know, we can talk about that game too, but I think it's just mm-hmm. a very good defense, a very good offense. Right. Could, could be entertaining. So, there we go. Rams, Seahawks. Let's go to the Bucks and Washington. Yeah, so, like you said, this game... It wasn't super. It wasn't so close early on, but like Washington made a game out of it. Uh, Heineke, you know, yeah. he's the next uh, big thing. No, he he had a really good game, and people were giving him props for obvious reasons. Um, is he is he an ex XFL football like that's where he played in that league? You XFL? know what? I've heard his name before, and I'm not quite sure. Uh, I thought I heard that, but yeah. Sorry, keep going. No, yeah, I was just going to say, but uh, the Buccaneers are just too much for a team like Washington. You know, they got too many weapons. Man, Leonard Fournette balled out in this game. Uh, it's interesting to see. Um, so many weapons on the offense for Tampa Bay. Unfortunately, Antonio Brown scored a touchdown. I wasn't very happy to see that. Um, <laughs> you might be seeing more of that coming. Yeah, I hope not. Uh, he doesn't deserve nice things. Um, anyway, uh, but I mean, like Godwin Evans, you know, like they all just had games. Uh, Tom Brady just. Okay, Ben, he's not on your team anymore, so you don't have to like, you don't have to like defend his honor. Well, you probably still do, but like yeah. this guy had to, this guy had to make a deal with the devil. Like there's no way he's playing this good at this age. Come on, man. <laughs> there's no way. <laughs> I uh, I don't know. He doesn't have like the Wes Welker, the Julian Edelman type of player. I mean, he's got that Scotty Miller guy, but I mean, they're not really using him because it's Evans, it's Godwin, it's Brown, it's Gronk, it's Fournette, and it's Jones, right? Uh, he's having to throw the ball down the field more. I mean, he he looks mm-hmm. better this year than he did last year, and I know that those weapons are helping him, but I mean, even throwing the ball, he looks better. And... I think he had great protection in this game. Like that yeah. Washington has a great front seven, and he he had time, and he was able to throw. And Tampa Bay is so dangerous, and I think they're everything's clicking at the right time for this offense. Guys are healthy. I know, like Mike Evans had a near miss on an injury, but I mean, it looks like Fournette's coming along nicely. Browns, I feel like Browns hitting his stride, or a little bit more into his rhythm. Uh, and honestly. 
I think I can get behind this Buccaneers team making a push. I don't want them to. I, well, I don't know. I know I said that I – I think earlier in the year I said that I didn't want Brady to have success. I'm okay if he does, but I'd rather have the, like Bill have success. I want the Patriots to have more success. Mm-hmm. But if, if he wins, I'm not going to be mad. Uh, it'll be incredible if he's able to get a seventh Super Bowl. But If Antonio Brown gets a Super Bowl, man, end me. <laughs> yeah. It's the end of the trip right podcast. Okay. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the cutoff. Yeah, that's going to be the end. But we expected the Buccaneers to be Washington. I like yeah, what we see from Washington's defense. This is a team that, well, I know that you're all on the Heineke bandwagon. <laughs> but if I think this team should go out and try and find a quarterback. We've got some pieces on offense. McLaurin. I mean, yeah. They probably need another receiver. Yeah. Gibson, I think, is going to be a good running back for them. Uh, I mean, if they can add another weapon or two, find a nice quarterback, that defense I think is going to come along nicely. And, and Washington could very well repeat next year as the division champ. But it wouldn't be hard with what we saw this year. So, Yeah. 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 I think... So, But to answer your question, yes, Tom Brady did a deal with the devil. So. There's got to be something going on. <laughs> That's what he did. But... It's like a Benjamin Button thing where he's actually getting better as he ages. It's like reversing yeah, his talent. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe that doesn't make sense that his talent would get better with his age. I don't know. Anyway. Maybe this Alex Guerrero guy is a real genius. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Anyways, I've given you hard enough time about that in the past, so we can move on. Hey, he doesn't play for my team anymore, so I don't know why it's an issue for you. That's fair. It's it's an issue for both of us now. Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) Screw you, Tom Brady. Yeah, we hate him. I'm just just kidding. Please come back. Yeah, please come (laughs) back. all right all right so let's go ravens titans another game i didn't get right but you did yeah what did um, you think about this game derrick henry just got bottled up that's what i thought like yeah. 18 carries 40 yards 2.2 average like that's just not what you're used to seeing from him and even especially from when these match these guys matched up in the playoffs last year you know like henry ran all over him um but i mean the best running back on the field plays for the Ravens is numbers eight. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, clever, clever. 16, 136. I mean, like, what are you supposed to do when the guy just, yeah. he, he's a run first, you know, QB, and he's faster than everyone on the field, you know, it's just, um, of course the Ravens run game, you know, just had a lot of success here. And, oh, man, I know the Ravens won, but can we focus on that pick that Lamar Jackson threw? I, like, I was laughing so hard. It was the ugliest throw I've I've seen in a long time. Like, he just lofted it up, and your boy uh, Malcolm Butler picked it off, I think. But it was, it was, it was like, the easiest pick of it. Like, it was just, oh, just threw a lame Malcolm duck. Malcolm Butler is so talented. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> hey, man, you owe that guy a Super Bowl, okay? Yeah, he owes us a couple million. Yeah, fair enough. No, yeah, you're right. Um, uh, anyway, yeah, I just, it's just the story here. I think is just Derrick Henry couldn't get anything going, and so I think that made Tannehill's job a lot harder because yeah. I think Tannehill's been able to thrive because that running game just runs all over people, you know. So ten, so the passing game opens up, but uh, it also didn't help that Corey Davis went out of this game kind of early on. I mean, he's been pretty good secondary weapon. Next to AJ Brown, so they didn't have yeah, him late in the game. But 
Anyway, those are kind of my that, initial thoughts. Yeah, I thought that. Well, I thought the Titans had a really good opportunity where they were driving late in the game, um, with an opportunity to. Would they have tied it? Let's see here. Yeah, it would have been to tie the game. Yeah. And the receiver fell down. And that's how, like, oh, um, right. I believe it was Peter's pick or it was Humphrey, either one. Uh, and I just felt like they had some good momentum as they were going down on that drive. And that, I don't know, the Ravens were celebrating because of the pick. And I was like, well, that was the receiver fell down. It wasn't really anything the defensive player did. It was the receiver falling. And yeah, yeah it was Peter's that got the interception. And I just, and Peter's is kind of a character anyway. So, I mean, he was all all for it. Oh, but, man. I agree mostly with what everything you've said, but I do want to address at the end of the game how the Ravens celebrated on the Titans logo. And I've heard a couple of different things on this. When I initially saw it, I was like, this has like 2015 Panthers vibes. And we all know how that worked out for that team. I don't think the Ravens are going to win the Super Bowl because of this kind of petty you danced on our logo, we're going to dance on your logo sort of thing. I, I don't know if that's a healthy mindset for a football team that's trying to win a Super Bowl. I don't think the Chiefs would do that. I don't think the Packers would do that. These two top teams in their conferences. Um, obviously, yeah, there's a little bit of history here. The Titans did it to the Ravens, which we learned afterwards. I didn't realize that that had happened. But just petty junior high drama that... Like, come on, you guys are in the playoffs. Like, not shaking hands. Like, I, again, you're in the playoffs. And I, and I don't know if maybe more drama was going on with the Titans players not shaking hands at the end of games. But, I mean, that doesn't seem like a Ryan Tannehill type of thing to do. Um, and then for, like, I don't know, Lamar made some comments about how, like, there was no point or, like, there was no need to shake hands or something like that. And apparently this Titans Ravens rivalry is the next big thing. And I'm like, whatever, <laughs> like who please. So it's, yeah, I don't think the Ravens are going to win because I think, I don't know what their, where their mindset is. Right. Like, mm-hmm. and they seem very emotional and I don't know. They act like this, this petty stupid yeah. stuff. They, they let that get in the way. And, when you're playing for a Super Bowl, that stuff you have to be able to like get that out and and for it to come down for them to do that. And the only reason they were able to like solidify the win was because a wide receiver fell down and they were able to make the interception. That's like okay, like they were driving on you guys. Like you very well could have gone to overtime. You could have lost. Um, I just I, don't know, I thought it was dumb. Uh, weird. Yeah, I don't know. Marcus Peters is just he's one of those guys that. He's like Jalen Ramsey, you know, just kind of rubs you the wrong way. <laughs> like, but yeah, seriously, I was I listened to the Adam Lefko podcast. He does it with Brian Westbrook now, mm-hmm. and Brian Westbrook talks about how in 04, the Eagles, he said, he said we felt like we could do that everywhere we went. He says when we would play at home, we'd line up, we'd get in like the huddle, the whole team, and we'd like do like their whatever, however they ended practice with a cheer or I don't know what we do. Yeah. Or, uh, one, two, three, Eagles sort of thing, whatever they did. He said that they would do that on their home home turf, but they would do it on everybody else's turf. But he's like, because we felt like we had the right, because we didn't think anyone was better than us. He's like, we would do it at home because that was our turf. We would do it at other people's home stadium because we felt like that was our turf. Like, we owned it. 
And so yeah. he said that, that that mindset really exists with these players. So, I mean, I think that plays into it with the Ravens a little bit. And I mean, mm-hmm. and they have been playing well as of late. So, yeah. But I, I just think it can be like I've referenced with the Carolina Panthers from 2015. This kind of stuff can not end well and looks really bad later on, you know? Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Just get these AFC North teams out of the playoffs, please. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sick of them. Well, we got one gun. Oops. No, sorry. Oh, yeah, the wrong one. But, yeah, I mean, you're right. Um, <laughs> okay, do you want to move okay. on? Yeah, let's go to the next one. Bears, Saints. This was the Nickelodeon broadcast game. Yeah, I saw some of the stuff that they were doing there. It seemed it was it was kind of a funny comment. I can't remember the tweet, but it was like it was like football's doing this to try to like you know um, get younger fans or whatever involved, and it's like baseball like refuses to like I I can't remember what the comparison was, but it's like if baseball did something like this, like because baseball's big problem is that the fan base is old and it's just getting older, right? Because everyone's so yeah. like everyone's so like history of the game you know like blah 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 like you know gotta re- anyway so it was just funny because it's like the nfl is trying to reach out to the younger fans you know and baseball wouldn't ever do anything like this because <laughs> which they should but anyway um it was kind of interesting apparently sean payton got slimed after the game you know so i, I saw that time. someone was like someone was talking about the jordans that he was wearing they were like, I, I don't know which ones he was wearing, but they, they were nice. And they're like, how could he ever get slimed like that while wearing Yeah, that? yeah, yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> so, just funny stuff. I mean, um, but when looking at the game, uh, I mean, not a lot of points scored on the Saints part. And the Bears, it was, I felt like this was, obviously, this was missed opportunities that they had to keep this game close. Uh, namely the drop pass by Wims in the in the end zone, and that was like a perfectly drawn up play. Uh, and then Trubisky threw a great ball, and uh, I, f- I feel bad for him. Yeah, this feels I, like I a... think he was trying to do everything he could to keep him in it. Mm-hmm. Just kind of feels like a classic like Bears game. You know, they they have a really constipated offense, but their defense is good enough to keep them in it, you know, like, yeah. Um, but like, I think we know by now that Trubisky's not the guy, um, but it's hard for them cause they're in a tough spot, right? Like, um, so who knows? I don't know if they try to grab another QB this year. Maybe they're a team that, well, I'm sure the Lions don't want to trade Stafford inside the division, but um, no, but I mean, what about Watson? Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, I forgot how Deshaun Watson is unhappy. Man, that would be – I think this Bears team would be a nice fit for him. But That's if he gets there. I mean, Chicago missed on him once already. They go back and get him. Nice little story there. Who knows? Yeah, they have but, to give up the farm for him, but I think a lot of teams would do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't really have much else to say. I mean, we expect yeah. the Saints to win this game. The Bears, like you said, their offense was – came out – unable to hit on these plays when they were perfectly drawn up. The defense kept them around in the game, but ultimately Kamara, Breeze, Thomas, they're good for 21 points, even maybe on an off day, which this may have been for them, but either way, they don't get slimed. Or do you (laughs) get slimed if you win? I don't know. I guess Peyton got slimed, so it's a reward. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I don't really have much else for this game. Uh, Saints moving on. Let's get to the good stuff. 
Do you want to walk us through your nightmare? Yeah, I do. So, first of all, I, w- I wish I would have done this before this game without knowing the result because think of the worst way that a team could start a football game, okay? Just think of it in your head. What happened to the Steelers was worse than anything anyone could have thought of. Like, uh-huh, like, like if you would ask me, it would have been like, you know, Ben comes out, throws a pick, six. You know, they get another turnover. Browns go up 14 nothing real quick. You know, then they might go three and out, you know, and then it's like, okay, they're struggling. But, like, to have this, you know, Seahawks-Broncos Super Bowl play happen, you know, then just turnover after turnover and just, like, then the Steelers' defense just all of a sudden decided, hey, we're not good anymore. Sure. Um. And just like not tackling, like Chubb just runs, like no one even wants to touch him. Uh, Jarvis Landry, ugh, my goodness. So anyway, think of the worst way if, if a, a game could start, and this game was worse than that. Um, unless you were a Browns fan, of course. Right. Um, man, this this was just like that. This is how that Jaguars game felt a few years ago, too. Just like. I'm in shock that this team is doing this to my team when my team's clearly better than this team. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ben decides to wake up and make it a cl- kind of so- somewhat close in the end. This one wasn't quite as close as that Jags game became. but. Um, so here's a question I have for you. That yeah. snap goes over Ben's head. Like you said, awful way to start a game. Well, what was Ben doing? What was uh, Connor doing? I mean, in that situation, like... Connor I, just whiffed on it. Okay, because I was like... I was listening to something, and the guy said, like... He's like, you're in that situation, you punt that ball out the back of the end zone. Right, and I think... And I mean, was it, like, I, the shock of it? Like, I don't know. Like, they just... They both... Ben and Connor seemed to both misplay it. And I don't know if it was just purely out of the shock. Like, cause I've never seen the Steelers do this. I mean, and Pouncey and Ben have been together for... Oh, dude. A long time. That was the biggest surprise of it all. It's like Marquise Pouncey did that, and he's been a Pro Bowl center like pretty much every year of his career. Mm-hmm. Um, he's getting older, and he's not what he once was, obviously, but like he can still snap the football. Um, but you know, like I think I think Ben was obviously like I'm 38, um, yeah. and I don't really want to fall on this ball because Connor's right there. But I think Connor was like, if I try to fall on it now, you know, I might not grab it so i think he was trying to be sure-handed and then when he actually did he just completely whiffed (laughs) but yeah man like i think when it got to the goal line like you know one of those guys should have just kicked it out of the end zone because i'm sure too like connor was probably just as like unprepared for that moment where well yeah exactly i mean he's been there his whole career and i don't know if that's ever happened it's hard to know what to do but man it's on the first play too right so i mean like you're I don't know if there's pregame jitters and you're like, all right, let's get this first play out of the way. All of a sudden it's like, wait, what? Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Totally throws you off. But then like Ben turned the ball over four times. Like that's just, that's just unacceptable. But this one pick he had, like he just didn't even see the guy. Like it was kind of the pick to seal the game at the end. The the other, there was other two picks that he threw. He threw like very inaccurate balls. Like, Deontay Johnson, I th- or maybe it was Juju was wide open and it went off his hands, like because it was way behind him and high, and then the Browns picked it off. You know, another one, same thing happened. Like Ben's accuracy has kind of been an issue all year at times, and so, um, but you know, then 
I mean, been through the ball 68 times. This is ridiculous. But he completed, but he completed 47 of them for 500 yards. But I mean, you can't turn the ball over four times. Um, the the running game is non-existent. The Steelers fired their offensive line coach as well after this game because um, they just took a huge step back this year. They pass protected really well, but we couldn't run for after the first like six games. The running game disappeared. Yeah. Um, Juju had a great game going into his free agency. So, you know what? Okay. Can I just say something, please? Let's just forget this game, okay? Let's talk about Juju Smith-Schuster for a minute, okay? This dude's 24 (laughs) years old. This dude's 24 or 25, right? The dude is having fun on TikTok just like any 24 or 25-year-old does nowadays, right? Like, whatever. Yeah, sure, dancing on logos probably isn't the greatest thing to do. But that's not even what I'm talking about. But, like, then there's these stories like, yeah, then there's these stories like, oh, um, the, uh, Juju wants to go to a bigger market so he can grow his TikTok brand. And I'm just like, who comes up with this garbage? Like, like, like everyone just wants like, there just has to be a problem with a Steelers receiver. Apparently one of them has to be a diva. Like Juju is not that Juju's never been a diva ever. People, people want to want to print him as one because he does some TikTok dances. Like any 24 year old now, like said, any 24 year old now has a TikTok account and is doing that. I guarantee it. Anyway, I'm sorry. I just like people are like picking on this guy for like no reason at all. And I'm just like, it pisses me off. Yeah. No, I I totally get that. Um I don't think Juju's a diva. I mean, I think he could probably ease up on his uh dancing on stuff. But I mean that's part of who he is. That's part of like what makes us like these guys is that they have personalities that they do yeah. silly things. I know I just was harping on the Ravens for what they did, but I mean that you could tell that was motivated by well, Something yeah, and that's else. and that's like in the middle of the game, like Juju was just doing these yeah. like pregame, like actual like TikTok dances just at the logo, you know, like it wasn't yeah. exactly like a. I mean, I guess it was a little bit disrespect, but like you know, it wasn't like a Marcus I mean, Peters sticking his tongue out and you know being a loser, like so. Randy Moss mooning the crowd, or <laughs> yeah, yeah, Terrell Owens doing the the pen signing the football or whatever, or the who's the guy for the Saints horn? He did the cell phone thing. Oh yeah. I mean, it, like he's not doing stuff like that in a game, uh, but just some other thoughts I had with this game is that Baker Mayfield I think played well, but I think it is because the way that the game started, some of the mistakes that were made by the Steelers, Baker didn't have to like sling it. He didn't have to make big plays. He just had to play good, and he did. He played good. Mm-hmm. Is playing good going to be enough against the Chiefs? If they get that kind of luck and they get some turnovers to bounce their way, maybe. But, you know, Baker didn't throw an interception in this game. I was waiting for that interception to come around, and it never did. So, I mean, I think Baker just played good, mistake-free football, and the Browns got some bounces their way. And not, I'm not trying to disregard what the Browns have accomplished this year or, or the talent that is on that roster. Um, personally... I thought the Steelers were going to have that week off or the week um, coming into this game to play. What am I trying to say? I just thought they'd come in more focused. I thought that this team would get it back to what it was at the beginning of the year. I thought, I think that playoff football is different than regular season football. I thought that a coach like Tomlin, um, a quarterback with the experience like Big Ben, and we saw it late in the game. Some of the throws he was making, that is a Super Bowl winning playoff experience, 
Hall of Fame quarterback type of throws that he was making. But the turnovers weren't there for the defense. And, I mean, I felt like everything was against the Browns in this game, too. Their coach wasn't there. Oh, yeah, that's I what mean, makes they were missing players. <laughs> and it's just like... Also, I think the Steelers' um, sack streak ended in this game. And, again, which allows Baker to play mistake-free and just play good football, and that's what he had to do in this game. So, yeah, I feel bad for your Steelers. It's but. just embarrassing, man. And they, like, this kind of seemed like the year where they should probably try to make some noise because they're kind of in a tough cap situation going forward. They got some big free agents coming up, so they got some hard decisions to make. And obviously, you know, with Ben, it's like you saw him play really well at times, but you saw really bad Ben at times. And so it's just it's just, it's just a tough time right now. There's a lot of unknowns, you know. It's just this team that's been just kind of a solid part of the contending landscape, I guess you could say, or at least the playoff landscape, you know, for since the 2000, since Ben was a rookie, you know, like, I don't know see we'll see what they decide to do going forward but it's kind of an embarrassment here but like i said chase claypool said the browns are gonna get clapped so i'm gonna go with that actually one other thing though chase claypool scored a couple tds one was garbage time but like that guy's got to get the ball it seemed like when the steelers offense started going downhill they stopped looking at claypool down the field um he's just a big playmaker and those are the guys that blow games open right i think we know that from a lot of guys around the league. So, like, they they just have to look his way more often. It doesn't matter how Ben's throwing the football. That guy can draw penalty. I don't know. It just – he has to be involved next year um, heavily like he was early on in this season. So, And, I mean, if Juju's out of town, he's only going to take on a bigger role. Yeah, and you know what? I'm a little bit optimistic if Juju does end up leaving. Is that – because, like, James Washington had a really solid year for being a fourth receiver this year. Like – Oh, that yeah. guy made some big plays, and I just think, I think if Claypool, Deontay Johnson, and him are your three guys, like I think that's still a pretty good receiving core right there. So, um, yeah, I agree. I yeah. Agree. Anyway, we can. Yeah, I was. It really hurt for about the first quarter. Then, like I told you before we started recording, Kent called me, and at that point we just all we could do was really just like we were we were past the point of being upset because it was like, right like. That'll just make our night more miserable. It's like we just had to sit there and be like, I'm cautiously optimistic of making this a game. But Kent, it's funny, Kent, Kent called me. He's like, if the Steelers score one touchdown, I call this game a success. <laughs> I was like, yeah, me too. <laughs> so anyway, that's anyway, funny. that's enough of that. All right. Well, okay. entertaining week. We're in, we're in for another entertaining week. Yeah, here we um, go. So we've got to make some picks on these, don't we? Yeah, so the first game this Saturday is Rams at Packers at 2.25 or something, 2.35 Saturday afternoon. Um, this is interesting. I'm going to let you pick first here, Ben. Yeah, man, and this is probably the best defense and probably the most balanced offense. I think Aaron Jones is going to need to have a big game, and I think he will because he's going into a contract year. Uh, this may be kind of like Juju's finale tryout so that teams may come knocking during the offseason. Um, Ramsey's going to be on Adams. We know that. So MVS and Lazard and Tanyan are going to have to have good games. But if Green Bay can establish the run, I think they can win. So 
do I think the Packers can establish enough of a run game to take care of this defense? Man, I, I want to pick the Rams. I'm very tempted to pick the Rams because I don't know. I don't know if I can, though. Okay, I'm going to pick Green Bay. I'm going to pick Green Bay. I'm going to take the quarterback. I'm going to take the offense that's been uh, extremely productive this year and the fact that I think Aaron Jones is going to have a big game both for his contract situation and for his uh, – and, I mean, like, look, look at them, like, in the previous years. One of the stats I heard was that like his last two playoff performances haven't been that good. So I think he's due for a good game. So I'll take Green Bay. Aaron Jones going to have a okay. big game. Yeah, I think, like you said, I forgot that the Rams defense had been playing as well as they have been. And, like, they were talking about that a lot on the weekend. <clears throat> but the Packers are better than the Seahawks. Um, Aaron Rodgers is on another level this year again. Um, I don't know. I just like, I probably will be cheering for the Rams just because the Packers are not a team that I like, but I can't pick against the Packers here. I just think they have, they're just, they've been playing too well this year. Aaron Rodgers just seems like the most motivated he's probably ever been. And, um, yeah, I got to go with the Packers too. Okay. All right, so we agree. Let's go to the next game. Ravens at Bills. I guess you get to go first on this one. Oh, man. So the way that Bills and Colts game went, this one, I think that I, I, I think this will be a close game. Um, the Ravens didn't necessarily score a ton against the Titans, but... The, oh, man... I'm like super torn, but I think I think I'm gonna go Bills. They're at home. Um, they've just been playing well all year. Uh, I don't know, man. I just I have this suspicious feeling that the Ravens will win, but <laughs> I'm gonna pick the Bills also because I kind of have a hatred for the Ravens. So let's go with Buffalo. Oh, I I'm with you there, but I'm gonna take the Ravens. Mm. I don't want to. I don't like them. Yeah. But I'm going to take them. I'm going to try and get a game back on you. Uh, and I'm worried that the Bills... I'm worried that the the Ravens will be able to double-team digs. And that they will be able to look at the running back situation with the Bills and not be worried about the run game. So that they can focus more on the pass game. Mm-hmm. And... I think that could be a situation here where the Bills, who, you know, their run games are pretty good with Moss and Singletary, but, I mean, if they only have Singletary, and, I mean, he hasn't played great lately, I worry about him. So I'm going to take the Ravens here because I think I can get a game on you. And there's I think there's an opportunity, so I'll take Baltimore. Yeah, I think, I think this was that game where we were going to – I said this is probably the one. Well, actually, this Buck Saints one will be interesting. But I was gonna say like Bills and Ravens. Yeah. I felt like was one where we might be opposites just for the sake of trying to beat each other here in this pick'em. So. <laughs> All right. Um. Uh. Next game, Browns Chiefs. Here's, yeah. I'll say this. Chiefs have everything to prove. A lot on the line. Well, the Browns have nothing to prove. They have nothing on the line. 
They're not supposed to be here. That could yeah. be dangerous. That being said, I think the Chiefs will win this game. I think that Andy Reid with time off to prepare. I think that Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, Bell, CEH is going to be back. I'm pretty sure for this game. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs have been here. They're the team to beat. And I just, man, I don't think I could live with myself if I picked the Browns over the Chiefs. <laughs> if the Chiefs can get any sort of run game going, I think that'll, I think they'll win this game pretty easily. I still think they will win this game pretty easily. Um, I feel like the Browns, I don't know, maybe, maybe because they're in my division, finally having a good year, but. I feel like the Browns are that really annoying team because, like, Baker Mayfield, just the way he, like, carries himself, he's kind of a – I don't know. I don't like him. I don't like yeah. Miles Garrett. I don't like, you know uh, – You don't like any of them. Yeah. Um, so I think maybe the Chiefs kind of might feel like this is kind of the, the young, hot team, you know, that wants to, like, make some noise. And Mahomes will probably be like, all right, it's time to stop messing around. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I have no reason to pick the Browns in this game, so I'm going to go with the Chiefs, too. It was fun while it lasted, Cleveland. Yep. Go back to where you belong. <laughs> All right. Last game. Bucks you got to pick Saints. first on this. This is yours. Man, I don't want to do it, but I feel like the Saints, the way they played last week, they got to have their Saints playoff moment where they just screw up. The Buccaneers are going to win this game. Oh, man. I was going to pick the Bucs, too. <laughs> I just think that the Saints – I don't know, man. I just don't trust the Saints. I just – I haven't been able to the last few years, you know? Like, I just can't do it. So – and the way the way the Buccaneers' offense is playing, if the Saints can't get it going on offense, too, then I don't know. I, I'm picking the Buccaneers. Okay, so now I have to decide if, because I, I do think the Bucks are going to win. But do I try and get a game by picking the Saints? <laughs> I don't know what to do here. I'm going to, man, the Saints have beaten them twice. Tom Brady has never lost to a team three times in one season. Yikes. Uh, I'm going to pick the Bucks. I think the Bucks are going to win. I think they're too good. I think they're playing too well, and I just think that Saints didn't look that great last week. So, okay, yeah, we're on the same page there. Okay, well, we'll see how it shakes out, but uh, you know, should be another fun weekend. Hopefully, yes. the Chiefs take care of business. <laughs> yeah, you'll be watching for that. Mm-hmm. Okay, well. I guess to top it off, uh, we wanted to talk about who Kyle should take with his 101. But Kyle decided that he didn't like that segment anymore. So <laughs> last week he decided, or this week, he decided to trade his 101 to Jordan. Yeah. Uh, so just to recap of the trade, Jordan now has the 101. Kyle, well, they did a, uh, a first-round swap, so Jordan gets the 101. Kyle gets the 104. Kyle also gets Adam Thielen. Um a great PPR wide receiver, maybe not the best dynasty move, but I mean, at least for next year, you know that he's going to play a role. He'll be there for your team and yeah. give you some consistency and some production at the wide receiver position. Kyle, walk us through your thought process on this trade and 
why you did it. So, surprise, surprise, Kyle, who never makes a trade, made a trade. So you're all welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry to Jordan for how long it takes me to like, you know, really decide if I'm going to do something because I don't. Know, I feel very attached to my fantasy team, even though it's just a pick. Um, no, this is kind of what I was thinking, and Jordan and I had some discussions. Like the way my team played towards the end of the year, I was scoring around 200 points a game. Um, you know, it kind of was playing how I thought my team could be at the start of the year when I was struggling. Um, didn't quite have that one stud receiver. I had a lot of good receivers. Deontay Johnson, probably my most consistent like point scorer. But I felt like, you know, if I could grab and Jordan kind of proposed this to me too, cause he's like, I feel like your team is very close. And I was kind of thinking of maybe making some a move or two this offseason to try to contend because I just like where I'm at. And, yeah, so a chance to grab Thielen, who was, you know, a top wide receiver last year, um, was wide receiver seven, it looks like, um, in standard leagues and wide receiver 10 in PPR. Anyway, um, just to grab him and then also just swap our first, which – the 101 is valuable, but I feel like with kind of my game plan in my head, which I will not reveal, but uh, I kind of feel like the 104 still allows me to do what I want to do going into this draft a little bit. And so, um, I don't know. I just felt like it was an opportunity for me to get better, have that like consistent performer to, you know, potentially be a, a like matchup changer, you know, and uh and then also gives Jordan the ability to go get his guy that he um, obviously wants, um, which I'm not sure who that will be. But um, I don't know. I just I just really thought it was a kind of a win-win for both of us, and I I thought like I really didn't lose anything by making this trade. I guess is my point. And so um, yeah, I don't know. I just I just really think I can go for it next year, or I can I can be a contender. So. Um, those were kind of my thoughts there. Nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, my team sucks, so I mean, I don't really care. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. One thing I think for for you is I, I agree with what you said. I think your team is maybe one or two pieces away from really having a shot at competing. And I mean, like, look at Mark. Like, Mark was in the bottom half of the league last year. And he was able to add a couple pieces and then come back and, and win it this year. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, just just from Jordan's perspective, looking at why Jordan moved up, he he obviously has somebody in mind, namely Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> um, but it sounds like Jordan is considering a few different people, which isn't like uh, a wrong thing to do. Excuse me. I mean, definitely keep an open mind. Wait to see where guys fall in the draft, and then obviously make your pick. But I feel like Jordan may have handcuffed himself a little bit here because he's made this trade to move up to the 101. And I feel like when you do that, similarly to the NFL draft, the real NFL draft, you do that when you have someone in mind. You know who you're going up to get. Steelers traded up to number 10 in the past to go get Devin Bush. They knew they wanted him. Mm-hmm. Um, teams trade up to get a quarterback. I feel like this move by Jordan was a move to go up and get a quarterback. 
I'm not saying that that's who he's going to take. But, I mean, if he takes any other position, can you make the argument that that player would have been there at the number four for him anyway? So, I feel like Jordan making this move to the 101, I feel like I would be surprised if he took anybody other than Trevor Lawrence. Right. It feels like that type of move, right, where there's somebody he's looking at and... Yeah, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of get the same vibe, I guess. If uh, you know, but because, um, like, because, like you said, move, like moving up from four to one, there's obviously a guy or maybe two that he's got on his mind. So yeah, and so like the reason I bring this up is because what does that mean for Dallin with the next two picks? And I know you're not gonna disclose any information right now about what your plan is, but I mean. If Jordan were to pass on Lawrence, Dallin would 100% take Lawrence, and then yeah. some other piece. But let's let's run through this scenario. If Jordan takes Lawrence, I'm not sure what Dallin does. He could go running back, wide receiver. He could go quarterback, wide receiver. He could go quarterback, running back. I mean, I think similar to last year, especially with the Tua stuff that's coming up recently um, about how players were unimpressed with him or whatever. Dallin may feel some pressure to add a quarterback. He may add Justin Fields. So if it goes quarterback, quarterback, some other position, I know that helps you knowing, Hey, I'm going to get one of these guys. Yeah. And I, you know, I think if Jordan doesn't take Lawrence, I think, like you said, I think Dallin will definitely. I think Tua is a big question mark. I know he only had the one year, but um, I don't know. Lawrence just seems like a guy that, you know, people want to get their hands on, especially in our two quarterback league. You know, quarterbacks are very valuable compared to if we were just going with one. Um, uh, if I look at, let me take a look at Dallin's roster here. You know, he's got Jonathan Taylor. Maybe he wants to. Um, pair another young running back there, which honestly, looking at his team, that's probably what he'll want to do. Um, although Hines and Taylor both get carried, but who knows about that situation next year? Uh, you know, I think he'd be smart to take a guy like Etienne or Harris or whatever, um, depending on who Jordan takes. So, yeah, I mean, you have to think. That Dallin's just looking for talent, um, especially running back, I think. Yeah, I could honestly, I could see him going quarterback, running back with those first two picks. He gets yeah. a guy like Fields. I mean, wherever he ends up, he takes a running back to add. I mean, like wide receivers, he's got Godwin, he's got Jefferson, he's got Lamb, he's got... Chark. I mean, yeah, and I think it's probably in Dallin's best benefit to go quarterback, running back for his roster. Yeah. So there you have it, people. Those are the first three picks. They will be Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, ETN, mm. in that order. I could see that. I could see that so happening. There you go, pal. Now you can prep. And now okay. I can prep for the third round. When I yeah, get now you can prep. Whoever the Steelers take in the third round, man. Yeah, there you go. Should be a target. Well, I think that kind of covers the trade that we wanted to talk about. Um, yeah we'll see if any other stuff happens this week 
I know you and I are trying to work out a deal. So maybe if that ends up happening, we'll talk about that. Uh, so no spoilers there. Yeah. And see if anything gets done. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm getting the 104. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, other than that, I got nothing else for anybody tonight. Yeah, no, I think we're done. We've, uh, I think, you know, we did a good recap here and we'll look forward to this week. So uh, we won't keep anyone too much longer here. Good night, everybody. Okay, peace out.